Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, and I am joined by Cedra Sarton. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, good. So exciting <laughs> news for the ones who can't see us, which is everybody because we don't do video. <laughs> uh, we are in a new studio, and that yeah. is really exciting. So American Family Radio has finally moved into their new home. For anyone who's listening, who's been listening to mm-hmm. AFR, you know that they have been nonstop working to get us into a new space yeah. uh, for a while now. And finally, our new building was constructed. We're able to move people in there. Then comes phase two, working on yeah. a space for radio, which is where uh, our radio, of course, is. And then also our AFS mm-hmm. crew is here. And then let's not forget <laughs> the the most important group. And I'm not saying this well, just because group? I'm not saying yeah. this just because one of them's here, but our American Family News, yes. and so of course that means we've got Chris Woodward in with us today. Thank you for the the kind words. Yeah, the news yeah. department, Chad, will validate your parking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, how are you enjoying the new the new space? Oh, it's great. It, we're yeah. yeah, we're not very far from this uh, studio. I did get right. lost coming over here. I'm still <laughs> trying to place, find my yeah. way, and so I'm just like wandering aimlessly with my pile of <laughs> stories here. Uh, but yeah, it's great. We're uh, really excited, mm-hmm. and um, it's cool um, that we're all kind of uh, connected now uh, for mm-hmm. a period of time. Um, newsroom was kind of off to its lonesome, uh, and that had some advantages, but some mm-hmm. disadvantages. You didn't get to see and associate with everybody on a regular basis. Uh, and then we were working out of a hallway during a, a temporary relocation yeah. effort, so we got to see a lot more people. And it was easy to grab somebody like, "Hey, I need your thoughts on this," or "You yeah. know, can we record something today at two? Uh, and today, uh, after I did find my way over here, um. I've realized uh, just how close this is to mm-hmm. the new digs, and yeah. so it's going to be uh, exciting to be over here and see everybody. Yeah, and, and I would agree. Like uh, for those of the listeners who probably don't know, probably haven't like visited AFA mm-hmm. or anything, but for like as long as I can remember, as long as I've been here, there have been two buildings. You know, there's been right. like the the original you know building, and then there's the the newer building. And I was always most of the time in my employee here, I was in the new building and it, you never really realized how that separation of a stretch of street in between us, mm-hmm. you know, really affected work oh, yeah. and everything. So it's, it's going to be exciting now that most everybody's under the same roof, uh, how that will affect how we work together. You know, we're just able to pass each other in the halls much more. Um, I'm enjoying it so far, oh, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, it's exciting. Uh, glad to be in this new studio. I will miss the old one, but I've got to say, this one is this one's really cool. This one's really nice, and <laughs> yeah. I'm not used to uh, being exactly in the same room as y'all. When you're in the record, old mm-hmm. recording studio, yeah. there's like a wall and a window between us. Yeah. You are looking at me through there, and you're so just in I'm, your own very special room, you know. Yes, because since I'm back. sitting at the audio board, since mm-hmm. I'm sitting at the board most of the time yeah. or all the time, so it's nice being able to like really. We always talk like we want to do like a roundtable discussion. It's mm-hmm. not really a strict interview, mm-hmm. but now it really feels like it because I'm at the table with you guys. It exactly mm-hmm. does. Well, uh, I guess you guys all know that uh, when we have Chris Woodward in with us, we are going to be talking about the news. 
And so, Chris, what do you want to kick us off with? Well, this is the perfect story uh, for a show in which we try to encourage people to share truth and apply scripture. Mm. I'll begin with uh, some information uh, that just came out this week from Pew, or Pew Research Center. Uh, They did some modeling to try to determine what the future of religion might look like in America. That's, Mm. That's how they worded it, modeling the future of religion in America. For those that want to uh, look this up online or through Google, what have you. Um, And the Pew Research Center estimates that in 2020, about 64% of Americans, including children, were Christian. Uh, People who are religiously unaffiliated, sometimes called nuns, Mm -hmm. N-O-N-E-S, nuns, uh, they accounted for 30% of the U.S. population just a few years ago. But here's where it gets really interesting. Um, The experts there at uh, Pew, they seem to think that in the not-too-distant future, somewhere around 2050, uh, the percentage of so-called nuns is going to rise from the current 30% to somewhere between 34 and 52% of the U.S. population. To put that in other words, um, atheism may be the predominant line of thinking in the not-too-distant future in the United States of America. Yeah. And I've got to say, as sad as it is, like, that's not unexpected. Like, to to me, like, that that seems like, of course, that's how it's going to be. Just, I mean, maybe I'm being a pessimist here. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, I was, you know, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I'm like, I wish I was surprised. I really wish I Mm -hmm. was. Yeah. But I'm not. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting, too. I mean, I, I think we all know, like, the factors that sort of brought us here. You have uh, an overwhelming number of, I would say, a very uh, humanistic-minded professors in colleges mm-hmm. now. Uh, the rise of the, inf- the influence of, you know, uh, celebrities who have embraced um, a- atheism. Uh, you have the popularization of um, very materialistic thought by brilliant minds mm-hmm. such as Stephen Hawking um, yeah. and Carl Sagan and you just had the le- the legacy of those guys as much good as they brought to us through scientific advancement they also a lot of darkness as well uh, mm-hmm. into American philosophy and so we, we we see what's kind of led us here but where is this going how is this going to continue to affect us is going to be uh, I'm not looking forward to it mm-hmm. um, I, I see there's going to be a lot of darkness as a result of this trend um, continuing, especially as it goes over 50%. Um, what will that lead us to do uh, as a nation? What decisions will we make as a people? Um, just where will our nation um, end up as a result of this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good time to talk about this as well, I think, because uh, fall, uh, at mm-hmm. least in my experience, is when a lot of churches um, – and boards, they start getting together to figure out what the the new mission or theme is mm-hmm. going to be for the next year. And so, uh, you know, if you are a deacon or a pastor, a uh, pastor's wife, or or just a you know somebody in a church somewhere, and you are you've got it on your heart that you want to reach people, and we all should. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that you can present to your church leaders and those that make uh, big decisions. And say, look, you know, we really need to figure out how mm-hmm. to reach people. And I'm, I'm curious to see as to how mm-hmm. uh, Christians will go about evangelizing. You know, obviously we can still go door knocking, yeah. and many churches still do, and that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, we still live in in, in a in the COVID era. Uh, the mm-hmm. pandemic may be over, but the fears are still there. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's a fan of getting uh, a knock at the door. Um, and that's really something that was around before COVID. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be interesting if, uh, you know, we sat down and kind of figured out more ways to evangelize and try to reach people yeah. with the gospel. Obviously, social media is another tool. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Facebook may not always be the best place to try to engage <laughs> uh, somebody, and certainly not right. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there are ways that mm-hmm. we can reach people, and I think we just have to be more consistent mm-hmm. and uh, and bold in what we do uh, through mm-hmm. our articles, through our programming, uh, through word of mouth. Uh, you know, if you happen to be listening to this uh, show or you've read our uh, articles on EngageMagazine.net, print those things out yeah. and share them with people. If you know a young mm-hmm. person uh, out there, and you know this show for anybody that might be new to the show, uh, we generally try to do millennials and Gen Zers. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, if you're a boomer, we love you. Please stay listening, mm-hmm. yes, uh, please. <laughs> because you can help us reach mm-hmm. more young people as well. And as we began the program mm-hmm. talking about Pew in the not too distant future, thinks there's going to be a whole lot of unbelievers mm-hmm. uh, and a little bit of us. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you look at most of these uh, studies and this research, though, is based off what people say they are that's true yeah they're they're not looking at um what we know as christians that we should Mm -hmm. look at and that is you know looking at someone's testimony and how they behave and things like that Mm -hmm. like the 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 signs that that we're given in scripture that point us to who's a true christian because there are a lot of people who claim to be christian but are Mm -hmm. not and because they go to church or for whatever matter and then there are some who welcome sin into their church but still claim to be a christian and they will like even claim that bible's outdated i don't understand the point of being a christian (laughs) if you're not going to go by the the words but yeah um Mm. so those numbers, they may be a good indicator, but they're not always 100% accurate yeah. because I will I will think that some of the ones that are on the Christian side of that mm-hmm. often are not. And yeah. I, But if you look on the other side, you're not going to have people claiming to be atheist if they're actually Christians. That's, right. so. That's true. Yeah, I, I think the main thing to gather from a, 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 a research like this is not that there's a dwindling number of of actual born-again believers necessarily. It's just there's more people who are not affiliated with any religion whatsoever. And that's, that, that mm-hmm. is kind of a different situation where we're talking about, it's not necessarily we're looking at a decline of the church, is we're looking at a decline of belief in a higher spiritual reality at all. Right. Um, yeah. Which has its own, you know, people get to that uh, conclusion through different uh, reasonings, different means, um, and, and that all to say, I do believe that it is a great opportunity for Christians to really engage with individuals. So this, the, the responsibility for evangelism and rebuilding the spiritual foundation of our nation mm-hmm. really falls on the individual Christian and to have conversations with people that they already know. You don't have to go looking for a, a new mm-hmm. a new atheist friend to make. You, you right. probably already have sure. one and they're probably a cousin or something like that. <laughs> um, so start having those conversations and, 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 you know, be very welcoming to them, be very open. And so to encourage these conversations, talk to them with how they got to the point where they are address the concerns that they have with scripture um and not only will that be good for them and hopefully bring them to belief in christ but also be good for you to strengthen your own faith yeah yeah, that's a that's a great point. And certainly, if you have a relative uh, who professes to be a Christian and they make statements that <laughs> you know they don't believe the Bible or 
they don't believe. You know, if anybody ever says or begins a sentence with, I know what the Bible says, but <laughs> yeah. it's not going to end well. <laughs> right. And, you know, and it, it's those moments I think we can seize those opportunities to be like, <laughs> hold on now. You know, so yeah, 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 if you know somebody that professes to be a believer mm. and they're still making or expressing a lot of gobbledygook, that's your opportunity mm. uh, to <laughs> set them straight because they might get back on the right path and be able to share Jesus with a non-believer in their community or yeah, neck of the yeah. woods. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, one of the other things, uh, and this kind of plays into being a witness. We've mm-hmm. talked about it before, and considering how the economy is going, we'll probably continue talking about it. Inflation, mm-hmm. still a problem. The good news is it has not been as bad as it was earlier this year, but prices are still up. Things are still hard to find, Hmm. and it is, again, an opportunity for us as believers, young believers, uh, to uh, find ways to help somebody in need. There is... Uh, there's always somebody in our community of our age range and our demographic that is, uh, you know, they need a ride to work. They can't afford gas. Maybe they can't make rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, young people historically, um, you know, you live on a, um, you know, you you want a filet mignon, but you're living on, a, you know, ramen noodle budget. Okay, yeah. so you <laughs> you you got problems uh, paying bills, um, right. and you know, you need some help. Mm-hmm. You can be that person that mm-hmm. helps them. Uh, by sharing a little bit of what you have. If you've Mm -hmm. got a few extra bucks, maybe you've got a side hustle and Mm -hmm. you make a little extra money doing this and that, you can uh, share whatever you can with people. And it doesn't have to be a young person. There are older people in our churches, in our neighborhoods that Mm -hmm. are living on fixed incomes. Mm -hmm. They're having problems too because all of a sudden you're bringing in, I don't know, hundreds of dollars uh, through your social security check or whatever it may be, but you're expected to pay dozens of dollars more Every time you go out and buy groceries, that is an opportunity for you to make yeah. sure they get the necessities. Mm. And if and when they do ask you, why are you doing this? Why are you being so nice to me? Perfect way for you to share Jesus. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's a great point to bring in. And I think it really ties in with what we were talking about before, this, the witnessing of Christians. And I think charity um, is kind of an often overlooked virtue that the Bible really commands us to reflect um, but especially today, and uh, something that I see a lot on Twitter, um, I see young people calling for, you know, uh, debt forgiveness, you know, loan forgiveness, you know, cancel rent, mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of thing is out there. And then sort of the the overall feeling towards Christians are is they are uncharitable. They are you know capitalistic with question marks, you know, or in quotation marks, like describing maybe a, a strain of greed or something associated with Christian mm-hmm. theology or whatever. It, now is a great time to prove people wrong. And yeah. instead of preaching at the, well, I'm not saying instead, okay, you can do both at the same time. You can say, <laughs> hey, the state is not necessarily the answer for your financial problems, but also here's some cash. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, can, you can be the answer or be a relief to people who are genuinely in need while at the same time helping to reshape maybe the perceptions of a cultural trend, yeah. uh, perhaps. I think it's a great opportunity at, uh, at the same time doing this explicitly in the name of Jesus so that people know who's really being credited for this kindness. It's not something we're doing. It's mm-hmm. from Jesus, really. I also think that there is a misconception you you were talking about um, where people say Christians are not 
doing mm. their part. Mm-hmm. There are a huge number yeah, exactly. of Christian organizations, and this might also be a good time for you to become familiar with some of them mm-hmm. uh, that go out and do their part. We work with some here at AFR, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just to name just to name one, Eight Days right. of Hope. I think a lot of people who listen know who they are, know who Steve Tiber is, and they go out after disasters and they uh, do a lot of disaster relief, helping people rebuild and clean up and things. and And that's just part of what they do. And they've even uh, begun, you know, if you follow them on social media, uh, homes for uh, yeah. abused women, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So, I mean, that's just to name one. And, you know, and there are many, many others. And then you have uh, people on both sides of the debate, you know. Yeah. But you have people who debate on a big thing with abortion is that, well, if, you know, if you want women to have these babies so bad, then you Christians need to step up and start doing things. Mm. They are. Yes, mm. you're right. They you're are. Right. There are a lot. Yeah. And so when you have people who are questioning that, that's a good time to have some on-hand knowledge of mm-hmm. some organizations and be like, look, there are these organizations, and this is not just to prove you right, yeah. but this mm. is a good place to steer you and other people if you're looking for help. Yeah, and, you know, talking about people that, well, Christians aren't doing anything, which is false. It, yeah. It mm-hmm. could could be that that person is ignorant because maybe they only follow a select few news outlets or mm-hmm. listen to only yeah. a certain amount of people, none of which cover pro-life pregnancy resource centers. <laughs> right. um, yeah. And this is not an effort to promote uh, the news website that I work for, but just um, the many news outlets that there are out there that do cover these kinds of things. Christian Post is on top of this. Certainly we are AFN.net. You've got our um, friends and allies at Family Research Council. American Family Association uh, does a lot of things in the way of promoting and helping pro-life pregnancy centers. Uh, Preborn, that effort that uh, our ministry works for to help provide ultrasounds to women considering abortion. So even when you hear somebody uh, perhaps unknowingly but still ignorantly say well nobody's helping these women that that again yeah. is is mm-hmm. you know something for you to say oh yes they are um you know um but then again there are plenty of people who consider themselves a christian and they are sitting in the pews on you know church right. on sunday and that's good i'm glad you're at church but that's all they're doing mm-hmm. yeah. and this might be a time for you to consider what you can what you can do yeah. now i don't want people to stretch themselves so thin that they're ban- that they don't you know, that their families suffer, Mm -hmm. of course, but maybe there are things that you can get, you know, if you're like, I've got a wife and kids and like that takes up so much time. I'm like, maybe there are some things that y'all can do together. Yeah, You know, maybe there's a food bank in your area that that could use some help. That's something you can take your Mm -hmm. kids to do. Mm -hmm. Y'all can work together to collect cans of food out of your pantry that you're not using or even go shopping for other ones and deliver them. Those are are things that you can do together to just kind of help people who are in need Mm -hmm. yeah and that that in and of itself is kind of a way to uh show your kids servanthood Mm -hmm. um you know um it goes it you know churches do stress that but if people are only in church i don't know three hours a week and i'm assuming that's a morning night and wednesday service some churches don't even do through their own decisions, night and Wednesday service. So it may be they're only in church for an hour. uh, And then you have all these other hours of the week that dominate your attention. Uh, So sometimes you you don't even realize um, all these scriptural teachings out there, one of which is servanthood. So that's Mm -hmm. that's a fantastic um, uh, situation. Another thing I wanted to to bring in here, and it's not necessarily anything to— peg off of a news story mm-hmm. but it's it's how much i think we take things for granted mm. uh we uh, we as americans um and i say that because 
for those that might not have heard or read about it in the news, uh, Jackson, Mississippi, our capital here in Mississippi, uh, had some uh, major problems recently. They had some flooding, but they also had water problems uh, to the point that they could not uh, get water out of the tap. Mm. Uh, they couldn't flush a toilet, mm. all these kinds of uh, things. Uh, now, Jackson, uh, infrastructure-wise, has had problems over the years with its water. Yeah. Uh, but when you add the flooding on top of that, it just made the problem that much more worse. It was so bad. Uh, and it's still bad mm-hmm. as, as we're talking about this, but it was so bad that they were having to truck in water. Uh, there was a, a lady at my church that was trying to collect uh, bottles of water for the postal service mm-hmm. um, because postal workers were not able to get water to drink while they're walking around delivering mail. Most of the water bottles uh, were already gone. Wow. Um, you know, a lot of citizens uh, were picking them up because they need them too, right? And uh, it just, it kind of made me, as I'm thinking about it and talking about it on the news, it kind of made me realize how much we take things for granted, one of which is water. Yeah. Uh, Even in America, Mm -hmm. like people were having these kinds of problems. And we spend so much time Mm -hmm. talking about what this president or that governor said or did uh, that, you know, we just expect things to be there when we're not on Twitter or Mm -hmm. on air or whatever. And, uh, you know, you find out uh, you've got neighbors and they're not yeah. too, not, not very far from you without a precious resource, which mm-hmm. is water. Mm-hmm. Well, I know right now, just, talk, you know, you talking about that makes me think, on my lit, there's a little green box on my screen on my phone that you mm-hmm. two can see. Not everybody can see it, but it's there. Yeah. That is a shopping list. And I know right now that as soon as I get off work or get a break, mm-hmm. I can go up to Walmart and I can get everything on that list, no problem. Yeah. And I know that. I mean, I know there has been some days you go and like the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. There are things like <laughs> that that never happen. happen again. <laughs> yeah, may that never. Yeah, that was that was not that was not fun. But uh, <laughs> but I know that I can run up to you know Walmart or any or other stores mm-hmm. and get everything on that list no problem. And then you have people in our own mm-hmm. in our own state mm-hmm. who are struggling to have struggling to get water Mm -hmm. which is a basic necessity Mm -hmm. to survive yeah yeah and and i know that people listening might be like well there's nothing i can personally do to help the city of jackson mississippi sure there is yeah sure sure there is yeah um but uh i think that what that should uh keep us mindful of is the needs that are immediately around us Mm -hmm. And, and and knowing who your neighbors are i think and uh, knowing what their needs are. Start in your church. I think uh, a lot of churches do a really good job at keeping the congregation posted of needs within the congregation. Um, mm-hmm. My church does this. If there's a specific need, whether it's financial or even as small as uh, Mrs. So-and-so needs somebody to mow her lawn, like they, they announce that from the pulpit. Um, and you and you have the opportunity to fill that need. So uh, yeah. if that's something that your church does not do, maybe you can take the initiative and introduce, introduce that um, but as well, it just just you personally keeping being mindful mm-hmm. of the needs of your neighbors. Um, yeah, you don't have to be the solution to the world's problems, but you yeah. can be the solution to someone's problem. And we have talked about prayer on this program, and so I'm just gonna say it: mm-hmm. you can pray. You yes. can pray for these people. You can pray for the hearts of the ones who are mm-hmm. um, who could do something but are not. Pray that they'll have their eyes open to needs. Um, and there are some people out there that hear that now and just kind of roll their eyes at that. Yeah. But I firmly believe in spending time talking to God and you know going to Him with needs for yeah. yourself and for others. So yeah, you know. If- there are people out there, uh, even those that sometimes uh, profess to be Christians, that they really kind of cast doubt on 
prayer mm-hmm. or whether or not God is really listening and caring and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, perhaps the reason you're not feeling as though you're getting your prayers answered is because you're not approaching the throne mm. in faith. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there are moments in scripture where, you know, Jesus didn't perform miracles because nobody in the nobody there believed. Yeah. I mean, how much how much are we missing out on uh because we go into it um thinking, well, this isn't going to work, but I'll say it anyway <laughs> just for good measure. Right. Yeah. And I think too one of the most powerful uh of course you have, you know, uh, Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, mm-hmm. you know, and if and if prayer wasn't important, do you think there would be so much emphasis on, on that, you know, mm-hmm. part of Scripture where you know Jesus is sweating drops of blood and he's praying for individual Christians? He's praying for you, Christian, who are listening right now. So if you if you doubt the power of prayer, go read that Scripture again uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. It's it's very powerful and it will definitely remind you of the importance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, with about three minutes yeah, left, about three guys, minutes. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about? Anything we need to cover? Well, the, the I, I didn't really, I, I failed to explain why it is the, you know, taking things for granted thing popped into oh, yeah. my mind. We had, you know, we had the we <laughs> had the water away. situation. Mm-hmm. That, that got me thinking. But then on top of that, we had the scare with like the rail strike where the railroads oh, yeah. and the labor unions weren't going to come together. And all of a sudden, everything from food to oil wasn't going to be on trains. <laughs> and, and here we are in Armageddon and but Jerry could, Bruckheimer is going to direct the movie and all this stuff. But we could still, you know, like downtown here in Tupelo where the <laughs> rail, and we always oh, get yeah. caught there. Hey, actually, I'd be fine with a rail oh, strike right yeah, there in that yeah, particular location. Yeah. I was like that, too, when uh, when the threat of a government shutdown, I was like, can I speed on the trace? But anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it got me to thinking because, you know, you, real, you just expect things mm-hmm. to be there, even mm-hmm. in America. And that's one of the things that's always um, stood out to me when you hear um, – when, when you have, like, for example, my church has a missions conference every year, generally in the fall. Sometimes it was in the winter back in the day. But uh, you have uh, national pastors come in with evangelists, and they're talking about this and that. And they're so happy to have four, like, wood beams and a metal roof. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and they're just mm. trying to save enough money to have an old, worn-out Jeep so that way they can go up into the hills and get people mm-hmm. uh, to and from church and stuff like that. We are spoiled <laughs> rotten yes. as yeah. God's children. Uh, you know, we're 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 in America. Mm-hmm. Um, we we take these things for granted, and when you see those kinds of things, and you see a little girl uh, crying because she's got a copy of the Bible now in her own native language, sure. and we've got like five Bibles at home in various translation, and we oh, haven't I've opened more than four five. of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's just it's so um, take stock of your own life, right. and realize. I think, is there something I'm doing wrong that I can change, mm-hmm. and what can I change in a positive way to be more mindful yes. of other people and their situations? Yes. Which, again, is you know all the more reason to share mm-hmm. truth and apply scripture, I think. Absolutely. It's, it's a call to, one, be thankful for what we have, and two, I think, to examine how we can be good stewards of what God has given us. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for being on with us today. Thank you. And uh, if people are curious to where they can find the stuff you work on, where can they go? Yeah, you can go to our website, which is afn.net. If you have been a longtime listener to this program, Mm -hmm. we used to be called something else. Yeah. Uh, But for the purposes, uh, so everything's all matchy-matchy now, Uh, (laughs) it's afn.net, afn.net. Many of the stories you find there Mm -hmm. were actually radio stories, um, at the top of every hour on American Family Radio, mm-hmm. uh, we cover all kinds of things, including uh, missions and faith-based issues, pro-life situations. Yeah. So, in addition to listening to this program and going to EngageMagazine.net, check us out on AFN.net. AFN.net. Well, thanks for being on with us, Chris. 
And guys, until next time, keep sharing truth and applying scripture.